Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy Bratcher, and welcome to The Real. Are you hey, everybody. This is a very deep voice, Jimmy Bratcher. Welcome to The Real. My uh, voice is deep. I preached a whole bunch over the weekend, and so I'm, uh, when I do that, sometimes I get to shouting because I'm happy. And, uh, and so my voice goes low the next day. So anyway, welcome back, man. We're talking about there's a ghost in my house. And uh, I love talking about the, the Holy Spirit because he is the, he's part of the Trinity. He's the one that Jesus said we got to have. We got to have his power in our life. He's the divine assurance of good, as Acts 2.39 says. And he's to comfort us. And he is to transform us. He's always there reminding us. And, you know, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, we, we read these words. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. You know, and everything in this verse is about having the tools to create great relationships, life-giving relationships to manage in, our, in this great family that we are called to be part of. We need power to be able to do that. You know, a lot of people buy into the unbelief that relationships are hard, especially marriage. And, you know, the Bible never says that marriage is hard. It's hard because we harden our heart, according to uh, Matthew. Jesus in Matthew 19 talks about that. That's the trouble with all of our relationships is we quit. We, we have a hard heart, and we have to break that heart up and make that heart pliable again. But every one of us want to produce these kinds of things in our life. Every child deserves a parent that produces this kind of fruit. Every friend desires friends that produce this kind of fruit. So how do we get this kind of stuff happening in our heart? Well, they're produced in our life because we believe the truth in our heart. The, the divine assurance of good, the promise, the comforter, the power comes to us and we believe that we receive those things by faith and we expect them. You know, it may start with information in your head like this podcast, but until you believe in your heart, it's not going to be real. How do we do that? Well, first of all, we have to be willing. We just yield to it. You know, say, Holy Spirit, I yield to your power. It's more than saying it. It's the attitude by which you do it. We prefer one another in our relationships, you know, and, and really just getting these things into our heart. We think about it. You know, it's like we get into a situation and we're like thinking about the reality that the Holy Spirit is in us and with us. And how would he have me respond? And we listen to his voice. You know, we allow this thing that we've created, make it made it a dirty word called conviction. We've treated conviction as something that makes us feel bad. We think about a criminal that's been convicted. And I understand that's a proper use of the word, but it's not in the character and the consistency of what God reveals to us about himself and about his character. Jesus came and was convicted and sentenced and punished for our sins. So it doesn't make sense to me that 
that the, that God would turn around and use those same type of destructive things on us. You know, the Strong's Concordance, it, defi- it defines conviction as to rebuke sharply with shame and blame. And when I read that, I thought, you know what, that's not I don't think that's right. I think they were culturally, you know, in the church culture of the time, defining those things because if Jesus came to take our shame and to take our blame, then it doesn't make sense to me that he would use try to use those things to to get us to do anything. The second definition, however, is what I believe. I believe they had that word defined correctly. The second definition for conviction is to convince. And what's the Holy Spirit doing? He's convincing us. What's he convincing us of? Every promise that Jesus ever made to anyone, that we qualify for those things, that Jesus paid the price for those things, and he is busy trying to convince us to believe those things in our heart. Every temptation that we face the Holy Spirit is there speaking to us about those things. And I want to I want to I just want to clarify this. You know, you might say, "Well, I still feel condemned." It's like, "Well, yeah, you do because condemnation happens in our heart." And our heart, we have this in our in our bodies, we have this thing called our conscience. And our conscience to conscience literally means dual knowledge. So when we receive Jesus, we get this new nature, this new heart. We're we're putting on the mind of Christ. We're being renewing our mind. And we have this voice in our heart. But then we also have the voice of our soul. So our spirit and soul overlap in our heart. We have this dual knowledge. And the Bible tells us in 1 John, it says that if our heart condemns us, that God is greater than our heart. So that condemnation comes from within us in the conflict between our two natures. Our new natures telling us, reminding us by the power of the Holy Spirit, convincing us to believe the promises while our our flesh nature is still connected to our senses and still has that thing that says, you know, you don't live up to this new nature. So there's a conflict and it starts to create this condemnation in us. One of the greatest things I've ever done recently is consciously stop my self-talk from condemning myself. Man, oh man, I'm telling you, that will change your life. So let me ask you this. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Have you taken him by faith into your heart, welcomed him into your house, into your body, and believed for the truth to come forth from him? If not, all you have to do is open up your heart and just talk to Jesus about it. Yeah, I can pray a prayer for you, but it's not going to mean anything until it becomes real in your experience with your faith. And you need to do that today because he's got nothing but good things. I want to write a song sometime called, He Ain't Got Nothing But Good Things, because that's what he's got. Hey, I'm Jimmy Bratcher, and this is The Real. God bless.